Blog Talk Radio. You ready? It's time to start. This should be played at high volume. This is the Andrea Shaking Show. And I'm just a gal like any other gal. That's cool. You know what this is. What is this? The Andrea Shaking Show. It's me, don't you remember? We were just talking about you. Totally amazing. Thank you. The Andrea Shaking Show. I think you've got something there. Andrea Shaking. You're really going to like it. Quite understandable. Is on the air. Something's definitely going on here. Take my word for it. Now. Come on. It's showtime. Make it so. Ready, go. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the program on this Monday, February 19th. Boy, we're halfway through the month, more than halfway through the month. Anyway, nice to have you with me. Hope you had a nice weekend. I had a lovely weekend. Actually, it was quite nice. The weather here in Florida was absolutely pitch perfect. Oh, it was so beautiful, and I don't know if you've uh, been over to my Facebook page uh, recently, but uh, I posted some photos that were taken by locals. Uh, One in particular, or a couple of them in particular, were of the sunset. We had a sunset a couple of nights ago that was just, I I mean, it was extraordinary. The clouds, puffy clouds, little puffy clouds, you know, kind of like, what's his name, the painter? Happy little clouds. (laughs) And the sun was setting, and it was just bouncing off those clouds. And there was every color of the rainbow in that sky. It was just beautiful. And then we've got some sunrise, people who get up early, they're early risers, you know, the early birds. They're out there on the beach, and they're catching the sun as it's just peeping up over the horizon and then they're getting it in its glory i I mean it's just just beautiful this is such a gorgeous time of the year to be in florida it really is it's lovely 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 so anyway i'm enjoying it and uh i'm hoping that you're enjoying where you are too we got a lot to cover tonight we're going to be listening to dr corsi tonight he's not a guest per se um he's not a live guest per se but we are going to be listening to him tonight because he's got a lot to tell to talk about with regard to q there was a lot going on this weekend with q we'll get to that in a minute but first i want to talk to you about um gun gun control boy i'll tell you what this whole thing with the shooting in florida is just yet what yet one more example of how this the left just I think that they they set this up. I think that there are people on the left who absolutely set this up on purpose. Um, They tag the kids that have mental problems. They follow them. They know what's going on. Uh, And you say, oh, Andrea, come on. No, 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 really, (laughs) really. I think you know that's true, too. Anyway, we're going to get into that, excuse me, when we talk about Q. And also the book, Behold a Pale Horse. Have you heard about that one? Yeah, this is a book that was written by a former naval intelligence officer who is now since passed away. Um, his name is uh, Bill Cooper. Uh, it's actually William William Cooper. I think he's got another first name, Morton, Morton William Cooper, I think it is. Anyway, somebody sent me the Google Drive uh, uh, version of the book. So um, it's out there. It's floating around for free, although a lot of people are buying it on Amazon. I guess it went from like number 280-something to number 10 within a day or two. Yeah, and and mainly because of one excerpt that's out there floating around on social media. And the excerpt, let me see if I can find it here. Yep, I got it right here. It reads, um, and this this would be on page 225 of the hardcover book. Under Chapter 12, The Secret Government, quoting here, The government encouraged the manufacture and importation of military firearms for the criminals to use. 
This is intended to foster a feeling of insecurity, which would lead the American people to voluntarily disarm themselves by passing laws against firearms, using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in a process called Orion the CIA inculcated the desire in these people to open fire on schoolyards and thus inflame the anti-gun lobby. This plan is well underway and so far is working perfectly. The middle class is begging the government to do away with the Second Amendment. This was written in 1991. Ah, about a CIA plot to use school shootings to disarm citizens. We're seeing it happen, folks. We're seeing it happen. Meantime, over on my uh, Cape Canaveral Facebook page, which typically, I have to tell you, I have two Facebook pages. My own personal one, which you're familiar with, pretty much strictly politics. And then the Cape Canaveral one is, I started it three years ago, January. Um, Just as kind of a community bulletin board, and I didn't know what direction it was going to take, but, you know, just, you know, what goings on locally here. And as time has gone on, we've got, oh gosh, we've got uh, almost 5,000 members. And in fact, we we would have a lot more than that. We would probably be closer to 6,000, but for the fact that um, I've... um, either declined uh, the, in, the uh, uh, ap- application, if you will, uh, to join for various reasons. They're not in the area, blah, 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 blah. Um, or they just pissed me off so bad I blocked them. <laughs> I booted them out. And it is amazing to me how many uneducated people there are in not just our community here, but everywhere. And you know it, you know it, and I know it. I mean, they, people have been just deliberately dumbed down, deliberately dumbed down by the globalists, by the CIA, by the very people who are trying to undermine Trump's presidency, who are threatened by Trump's presidency, and threatened by the fact that we, the people, elected Trump despite the fact that Hillary cheated with, with, the, with the votes. She still couldn't get enough votes to win, Right? I mean, that's how that's just how much how far we've had it up to here. Right. So anyway, I'm posting over on the Cape Canaveral Facebook page, which, as I said, has been more of a community board. Uh, People love to post their beautiful photographs, absolutely gorgeous photographs. And they like to talk about the turtle nesting season and the turtles, you know, making their way down to the ocean after they laid their eggs in the sand. And, oh, it's a big deal here. Lots of environmentalists here. As you can well imagine, it's a beautiful area. It's fairly pristine. Uh, we have the National Wildlife uh, um, uh, Sanctuary to, the, to our north at Kennedy Space Center, which, which is a huge uh, attraction for bird watchers. I mean, birders come from all over the country. Uh, they, they time their trips here so that they can see certain birds as they migrate uh, to Florida. But anyway, um, and then during hurricane season, it really is a... a it's a it's a real benefit for everybody because everybody's talking to one another and where can I go to get you know water at the last minute or you know I mean it, it, it the community really comes together in that kind of a situation and it was worth its weight in gold um, this Facebook page when we had the hurricanes last summer it, it, it was just it, people were like oh thank God for this page thank God for this page so every now and then I'll drop in some 
let's just say it's not light and and airy kind of news. It's um it's serious news, like about Port Canaveral and Gulf Tainer. And I'm telling you, the people who uh, there are some people on this members on this page who absolutely shriek, shriek off that page. I don't come here for politics. If I want politics, I'll go to another page. I come here to look at pictures of the blah, 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 blah. And it's like, oh, you know what? Guess what, gang? This is my page. My page. I started it. You're here as my guest. If you don't like it, there's the door. You know? I mean, don't come in here and bitch me out. They don't even realize that I'm the administrator. <laughs> well, I got a little badge, a little badge next to my name now. I guess Facebook decided that that was going to be the, the mark of distinction for people who had a group page and, you know, for the administrator and the moderator. A friend of mine helps me moderate this because it's, it's really got, it's a handful. Anyway, um, so I posted today, and you know, let me just kind of scroll down because I'm going to have to find it. I posted an article that um oh that's great i'm just got a i just got a text from elizabeth christ I, I wanted to let her know and i might as well tell you as at the same time um i'm going to be doing a show tonight and tomorrow night and then that'll be it for the week because on wednesday i'm traveling flying in the sky up to cold country again yes i know <laughs> i mean the weather here is so beautiful why am i going to maine now but it's a family event so it's just you know it's that kind of thing and plus i get to come back here afterwards so that, that's not so bad and it turns out she's she's going to be uh, heading to texas so that worked out real well she's not going to be on the show elizabeth on wednesday night because i'm not doing the show wednesday night or thursday night um and I, I may do show, a show next week. Uh, I'm not sure yet what my travel arrangements are. So um, I'll be posting it one way or the other. Okay? All right. Okay. So anyway, I'm, so I'm sipping my coffee this morning, right? And I'm perusing the overnight posts on Facebook. And I came across one written by Dave Perkins, who, to my estimation, you've heard me mention his name here on this program before. He is probably one of the most brilliant, clear-thinking people I know. Uh, He's well-traveled. He's been to Israel three or four times now, I think. I mean, he's just, he he, he spent time in Belgium. I mean, he's just, he's so, he's a thinker. He's a deep thinker. C.K. Chesterton is one of his favorite authors. Uh, He studies uh, about Christianity and the world, and I just love to listen to him. I, I mean, I could listen to him for hours, and he could talk for hours. I mean, this is, he's very articulate. He used to have his own radio show on um, The Blaze. Oh, he, well, actually, no, it was another radio station. He did the news on The Blaze radio for a while. But anyway, so he often writes these essays, these amazing essays on his Facebook page. And if you're not familiar with them, you need to go check him out. Go to Dave Perkins and, and uh, you know, read his stuff. So anyway, I'm sipping my coffee and I'm looking at the overnight posts and I came across this one written by Dave who clearly understands the situation in which we now find ourselves. And this is what he was writing about a tweet that Donald Trump, President Trump, had uh, tweeted out yesterday, and the tweet read like this. Never gotten over the fact that Obama was able to send $1.7 billion in cash to Iran 
And nobody in Congress, the FBI, or Justice called for an investigation. That was the tweet, which prompted Dave to write the following. Trump is paying attention. The tweet at the bottom of this meme shows me one thing. He does know about all the corrupt stuff. And from that, I deduce that he is doing something about it. Which fully explains why the left is so bug-eyed nuts to get rid of him. Imagine if you're part of one of the vast corrupt schemes that you've gotten rich from your D.C. inner circle participation, that you're involved in planning of, of world government, and you're involved in the planning of world government, and secretly reducing the power and influence of the United States as part of that commitment, and that your reputation and the source of your wealth and influence cannot withstand exposure. He is truly their fire-breathing dragon, their black beast. They must destroy him, not just because he's their enemy, but because he is our friend. Hmm, think about that. You hashtag never Trumpers need to see what he is doing, not what he is saying or how his hands move or whether he has enough class. The point is, He is not corrupt, not a part of the endless inner circle of D.C. That's why they hate him. Why do you? Why do you hate him, you never-Trumpers? You need to see what he's doing, not what he's saying, or how his hands are moving, or whether he has enough class. He's the only vaguely honest character in this whole play. If he goes down, it's back on the road to destruction. I understand. I Really, I do. Nobody was more anti-Trump during the primary than me, for all the same reasons. I lost friends that I did not want to lose by being opposed to the classless rookie, delineating in detail why. But the country's at stake We don't have the choice anymore. It came down to him or Hillary. And now it's down to him or getting back on the road to a one-world government under Soros acolytes. Stand with the man and let him work. Just for a couple of years. Read the tweet below this meme and know he is saying things nobody ever said in political circles. He's doing things we've been begging someone to do for our whole adult lives. Let him work. Well, I thought this, this is giving me goosebumps. I'm going to post this on the Cape Canaveral page. Caution to the wind. (laughs) Caution be damned, right? Right? So I got a few comments. Some folks are saying, yeah, I didn't want him either, but thank God I wasn't instrumental in him not being the candidate. He was born for this time in our history, like it or not. Another one said, I think the fact that he has not been corrupted by a lifetime of politics speaks volumes, and that's precisely why I have supported him. Mary, one of our listeners, our show listeners, wrote, I wanted him from the get-go. I didn't trust any of the other Republicans running against him. I find honesty refreshing, irregardless of the presentation. 
Somebody else wrote, I'm with you, Mary. All the others were nothing more than the same established politicians. Trump never sold his soul for campaign donations like all the others. That was the deciding factor for me. And then it started the bullshit. (laughs) Oh, my God. This one guy writes, the money was always theirs. It was for payment up front for two kid-class destroyers. We sold them back before their revolution that we never delivered. It was simply a refund. (laughs) That started it, okay? That started it. So then we go on from there, and we're talking about gun control. And this fellow that um, lives, well, he, he's got, he, he doesn't live in the area. He actually lives in California, but he's building a place here in Cape Canaveral. And he and I have had a chance to chat. And a uh, nice guy. Uh, and and it, right away I knew he was a conservative. Anyway, he writes the following two or three days ago. This is what got the whole weekend started on this page. 98% of mass shootings since 1950 have occurred in places where the victims can't defend themselves. Official or unofficial gun-free zones, churches, public school classrooms, movie theaters, etc. Let's not let one of these events happen in Cape Canaveral. Few or no mass shootings would have been prevented by proposed changes to background checks. So what does this tell us? It clearly indicates That by getting rid of gun-free zones and instead providing ways to defend against these mass shooters by providing trained and armed teachers in every classroom where our kids are required by law to spend time, there's a very good chance that we can virtually eliminate this kind of threat to our most innocent Americans. Let's give it a try. It works in Israel. These criminals are cowards, and most of them would not even try if they knew there was enough defense to stop them in their tracks. The teachers would not even need to use force, as long as the criminals knew they had it. A guy teacher in Parkland saved some lives by shielding them and giving his own life. What if that gym teacher were equipped to shoot the criminal instead of only being able to act as a shield? Teachers have a responsibility to protect the students in their classroom, whether they like it or not, or whether they, because they require that they, because they require that their students be in the classroom. This got 35 comments, and I'm telling you, it was rip snorting. It was so emotional and so contentious. Um, that one cost probably four or five people to get booted off this page. <laughs> Didn't end there. I mean, it just went on and on and on. Then I got a phone call this earlier this evening before the show began from Kristen, Kristen Taylor, who writes over at the Gateway Pundit. And he wanted to let me know that he had posted an article <clears throat> up at the Gateway Pundit about he wanted to know had I heard about this. I, no, I hadn't. This is the story. This, he writes, he's, he's, he, this is, I'm quoting now from Kristen Taylor's story over at Gateway Pundit. Um, Shocking photos posted to Twitter of a CBS News reporter and students who survived last Wednesday's high school massacre in Parkland, Florida, that killed 17 students and faculty show the reporter and students laughing uproariously and posing for the photos like they are partying rock stars. The photos feature CBS reporter Gisela Perez 
and the students were posted by CBS This Morning staff, and the students, and it was posted by CBS This Morning staffer Caroline West and student activist Cameron Kasky. The photos come off as if they were promo stills for Glee, the high school massacre. And he lays in a photograph, the, the, the tweet. And sure, I mean, they have big smiles, and it's like they're all getting together, for, you know, waving. And These kids are so being manipulated, so being – they don't have a clue. They don't know history. They, these kids are laying down on the ground in front of the White House in protest to, for, for Trump to do – they have no idea that what they are doing is giving themselves up to slavery, enslavement. And, and I, okay, I can go with that. It's hard for me to do that because these kids aren't being taught properly in school about history, tuition, about civics. They know nothing. These kids are deliberately being brought up to be useful idiots by the state. And there's a whole lot. I mean, you've probably read a bunch of stuff about it today and yesterday and since the shooting happened, as much as I have. You know, it's the breakdown of the family. It's, it's, it's everything. It's our society. It's, and it started back in the 50s. Well, maybe the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, you know, the tune in, turn on, drop out, Timothy Leary, LSD, uh, that whole counterculture, the drug counterculture, where it was hip to be wearing uh, uh, psychedelic clothes and long dresses and hippie beads. And I grew up in that era. I wasn't one of them. I was a good Catholic girl. But it, it still spilled over a little bit into my world. We smoked pot. I never did anything stronger than that, but even that was like, ooh. I mean, our culture has just degraded to the point where the people at the top of this food chain, the globalists, the CIA, are using our kids who are so screwed up because they've been given Ritalin, they've been given drugs, they've, they're coming from broken homes, they don't feel a sense of belonging. I mean, this kid, this, this kid down there in Parkland, Florida, he was totally messed up. I, I'll tell you something. I feel bad for the, for the 17, I feel terrible for the 17 people who were killed. I mean, it's horrible. But I also feel bad for this kid, too. This kid has been, he's a patsy. He's a patsy. It's just, it's, it's remarkable, remarkable. And again, going back to that book written by a naval intelligence officer who was as sharp as they come, you've got to read this book, folks. Behold a Pale Horse, where he says the government it, they they began to remove programs to force people into a criminal class that did not exist in the 50s and the 60s. Encouraging the manufacture and importation of military firearms for the criminal streets. Listen, if, if these kids, these these uh, anti-gunners, they don't even know if if they had their way and we we had to give up all of our guns. Of course, it's never going to happen. I'll tell you, it's not going to happen. 107. Some people, some people say it's 130 million guns in the United States. Some say 170. Whatever. It's well over a million. They're not taking our guns. 
and and at least not in our generation, not in this generation. Now, if we continue to raise generations of schlubs, of 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 kids who are more more into their gadgets than they are into learning about things that are critical to their survival. Oh yeah, that may, it may happen. It may come to that one day. And that's what the, that's why it is so critical that Trump be victorious. We have to help him be victorious. Let me ask you this: How many of you today on President's Day? went over to Trump's tweet, Twitter page and tweeted to him and said, Mr. President, happy President's Day. We appreciate what you're doing. We're with you. Hmm? Have you thought, it's not too late. Do it now. Do it now. He needs support. He needs to know that we, we've got this. We've got his back. And there's stuff that's going on, on uh, uh, behind the scenes that are, Amazing, amazing, which kind of leads me now to Q. All right, before we go and listen to Dr. Jerry Corsi, I want to read to you the last posts that Q did. Now, mind you, Q has been saying all along, make sure you archive everything offline. This, this will not be here forever. Archive everything offline. All of his posts, all all of the the, the conversations on the eight chan and and four chan and and other pages, save it, uh, save it to your hard drive, save it on paper, whatever, save it, archive it. Well, he had good reason to say so because as of uh, last night, everything went away. Poof, everything went away. So I want to share with you what he posted before everything went away. And you're going to hear Dr. Corsi talk more about it as well. Uh, last night at, well, actually yesterday afternoon, it was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern, 4.07. I'm getting pretty good at translating this military time stuff now. <laughs> Just subtract by 12. Okay. He, he, this is what he posted. He's quoting here Trump's tweet. Never gotten over the fact that Obama was able to send $1.7 billion in cash, all capital letters, cash, to Iran, and nobody in Congress, the FBI, or Justice called for an investigation. Then Q writes beneath that, reread crumbs. In other words, go back and read all of these uh, messages that I've been giving you. Reread crumbs. What is the reason this is being brought back up? There is a purpose for every tweet and crumb dropped. Every tweet that Trump puts out there, Q is saying there is a purpose for it, just as there is a purpose for every message I'm giving you here. Follow the money. Future proves past. The Great Awakening, and then in capital letters, the following, no escape, no deals, trust the plan, happy Sunday, Q. And again, that was at about seven minutes after four yesterday afternoon. So about an hour later, at 549, he tweets all in capital letters. 
Trust Sessions. Trust Ray, FBI Director Christopher Ray. 2018 will be glorious. Well, sounds like he was listening to uh, Dr. Corsi because Dr. Corsi was saying he had his, uh, he thinks that uh, the uh, FBI Director Christopher Ray should be fired. Okay. But you'll hear him talk about that tonight too. You'll hear him, his, his views on that, let's just say. Then at about um, 607, we get another drop from Q. And what it is, is it's Donald Trump's tweet. He's done a screen capture of a Donald Trump tweet that was done in October, October 15th, as a matter of fact, in which Donald Trump tweeted, Hillary Clinton should have been prosecuted and should be in jail. Instead, she is running for president in what looks like a rigged election. So this was October 15th, two, uh, over a year ago, okay? I'm talking 2016. To which Q then writes, thoughts of the open bracket, current, close bracket, president of the United States. Thoughts of the current president of the United States. The next post he does is at 745, again, Eastern image. And it's done, it's actually posted by an Anon, one of the researchers on the Chan uh, uh, board. And it's a clipboard image of a um, logo for uh, Little Kids Foundation, India 2017. And it looks like it's from a brochure or a pamphlet, okay? And this global ambassador has one of those um, flowers. I can't remember what it's called. Um, But it, it can be symbolic of pedophilia, okay? Global, and it says global ambassador. It's like a, you know, a little name tag. Little, L-I-D-D-L-E. Remember that. That's a clue right there. L-I-D-D-L-E. Little Kids, K-I-D-Z, Foundation, India, 2017. And then beside it are the sponsors. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Microsoft, Google, Epic, 100% grass-fed protein. Epic. Interesting. Remember Epic. So the Anon posts this up with the following, saying, O-F. This page says it's sponsored by Bill Gates, effing Google, Epic, question mark. Looks like the Russian Gannett thing, walnut sauce sign that the Audis dug up. Now, walnut sauce is a Pizzagate term. Walnut sauce, I, I, I mean, I'm not there, I don't know, but from what these people have been researching, walnut sauce essentially means boys, little boys, little walnuts. Are you catching the drift? Yeah, walnut sauce. Okay. So this this Anon is saying epic, looks like the Russian Gannett thing, walnut sauce sign that the autists dug up. Autists, of course, researchers. And there's a logo. And in the logo, kind of looks, it's a couple of X's, but it almost looks like people are like holding on to one another. It's, it's, it's hard to describe. Anyway, the, the uh, response that Q gives is, Gannett is also located in McLean, Virginia. Coincidence? Just the tip. 
In other words, this is just the tip of the iceberg. Epic looks like the Russian Gannett thing, walnut sauce sign, autists dug up. Coincidence? Just the tip. Okay, so the next, at 8 o'clock, 8.41, yesterday evening, Q posts the following. At Snowden, where are you? Not Russia. Bracket, eyes on. Close bracket. You are now a liability. Helping at Jack. Jack Dorsey, Twitter. Project Deep Dream V2, version 2. Bracket A, close bracket. We will never forget. ES failed. Where is ES? ES, we take it to mean Eric Schmidt. Google. John Perry Barlow. Define the end. The day of reckoning is upon us. John 3.16, quoting from the Bible. Next one, and it was done maybe about uh, 15 minutes later where Q posts the following, quote, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Close quote. Next line, colon, protect 6-1446. Next line, six da- uh, slash 14-46. Signed Q plus. Well, that's the first time we've seen Q sign a plus to his name. And what is 6 1446? That's President Trump's birthday, June 14th, 1946. And he repeats it twice protect 6 1446. Then uh, at about uh, Nine o'clock, a little bit after nine o'clock. Three words, all capital letters that say received, period, confirmed, period, good, period, Q. And then at about 11 minutes after nine, another one, all capital letters, go with God, period. The clock is acted, period, Q. And then, at about 19, another one, all capital letters, clean action approved, period, highest authority, period. Then the next one, at 15 minutes after um, the hour of 9, all caps, uh, 920, and it's the freedom flag, it's the American flag, simply says, for God and country. And that was the end of it. All of a sudden, boom, the, the 8chan page that had all of this on it, people were freaking, oh my God, what happened, what happened? And then they started remembering that he said, look, archive everything, because when this is not going to be up, we will, we will communicate with you in a different way. We will tell you what to do. Now, I want to play for you this. It was a live stream that Dr. Corsi did earlier today uh, in which he kind of um, goes back to last 
Friday, I believe, and brings us forward with the Q posts and his explanation or his deciphering or decoding of what he believes them to say. And I'm going to be playing this on my iPhone, um, but you should be able to hear it okay because I got the, the I've got this uh, volume all the way up. Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Here we go, Doctor Corsi. Uh, it's uh, Monday, February nineteenth, and we've got uh, lots to cover. Want to begin? People are just beginning to check into it. I put a notice up on uh, Twitter, so everybody should be able to follow it pretty quickly here. Uh, Want to get into a lot of the more recent new developments, and let's kind of uh, begin. Uh, I want to kind of go back to um, Friday with some of the. Q posts we got on Friday, which I think were very important. Uh, as um, Mueller was announcing the indictments, these 13 indictments uh, in Russia, which seems to me to be pretty ridiculous. I mean, it, it's a <clears throat> low number of indictments, and Q took it the same way. Q posted, there's no allegation in this indictment that any American was a knowing participant in any illegal activity. And that's that's the start of Q's reaction that no American was involved in any as a knowing participant in any illegal activity. There's no allegation in the indictment that the charge conduct altered the outcome of the 2016 election. Uh, it was 13 Russians who, you know, with a minimal budget, 2.5 million was their budget. I think weekly, uh, they spent very little money. They were just posting on. Twitter and Facebook and the other social media, Google was, you know, monitoring this. But who? What difference did it make? It made no difference in the election whatsoever. And that's the point: is that uh, in, a, in a nation here of basically, um, you know, 350 million people we're approaching, to have 13 Russians be posting on social media when there's 60 or 70 million people who are following uh, the election and posting actively on social media is ridiculous. I mean, this is an absurd indictment. That the statements we're getting uh, all day today on President's Day out of the you know, Congress, the few uh, chattering heads who are available, that saying that this proves Russian uh, uh, collusion, and it sounds like it, you know, a huge big deal, is to me just unfounded. There's no basis for this at all. I, I can't understand where uh, the mainstream media is getting off on saying that this is a big deal. It should be an embarrassment uh, to um, anybody paying any attention to it, to Mueller's entire operation all this time, the hysteria of the mainstream media, and they're getting zero result in terms of um, th this whole basic idea that there's going to be any result from 13 Russians trying to post uh, on the internet during the election and after the election. Most of the posts, can, posts continued after the election. Most of the posts were you know, divided between supporting Hillary and opposing Hillary. Uh, essentially, uh, Mueller was completely out of his league in trying to make this the focus of his Russian collusion investigation. Um, uh, I'm also on I'm on Super Chat and Live Chat now, and people are beginning to pick in and come forward on it. I'm looking forward to um, uh, being able to answer questions and watch questions as we go along. Uh, also, we found out that uh, John Kerry was one giving visas to some of these Russians. 
I mean, the whole the whole idea of Russian collusion predicated on 13 Russians doing an internet operation to me is the kind of foolishness that makes this entire Mueller investigation one that was completely political and one that was completely uh, ridiculous. Now, I want to follow through on a few more of these points uh, that Q picked up on because Q, I think, focused on really what was the central story developing last week, uh, and it got very little notice. There was a uh, Department of Homeland Security and the Director of National Intelligence together with the FBI were sponsoring meetings with the election officials in all 50 states. And what Q gave us a preview of last week of the results of this, remember that President Trump had a presidential commission which was looking into voter fraud, and President Trump canceled the commission because the Democrats wouldn't participate. They wouldn't contribute. Democrats know there's voter fraud. They didn't want to be exposed. So, you know, for many people, they thought, well, that's the end of that. We don't have to worry about it anymore. But President Trump gave the project to the Department of Homeland Security and the Director of National Intelligence. And from what Q is quoting here, that appears to be what we're going to learn in the report. Just, I mean, listen to this, that um, we had uh, basically they're saying U.S. persons uh, and foreign entities, as described in a Department of Homeland Security uh, redacted publication, acting outside of Russian agents, did attempt on numerous occasions and were successful in interfering with the presidential election of 2016. State elections of XYZ, evidently unnamed senators, that were redacted so far but will be released, I'm sure, ex elections, whereby several million illegal non-resident ballots, the irregularities were counted, while legal ballots were improperly tabulated and or intentionally mishandled. Now that's Democratic Party party voting fraud. And it's likely that if there were several million legal immigrant ballots counted, that Hillary did not even legitimately win the popular vote. Uh, And if there were legitimate ballots, ballots, legal ballots that were improperly tabulated or intentionally mishandled, well, then probably Donald Trump won by a landslide. And what the what Q is telling us is that this DHS report really only covered 22 counties and it, you know, essentially mandates and sets up the basis for the necessity to have something go nationwide in order to um, get forward the, all the information we need to evaluate what, in fact, is likely to be massive Democratic Party voter fraud the 2016 election. That's the real story right there. Uh, Mason Patriot, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, and I'll be kept watching. Thank you for those who are contributing. It's greatly appreciated. Um, the point I'm trying to make is that Mueller's investigation has largely demonstrated zero on Russian collusion. Now, the, I saw many of the Democratic anti-Trump hate, Trump haters celebrating uh, over the weekend that we had this uh, Rick Gates, who is now going to plead guilty in the Manafort case. They thought this is the beginning. Rick Gates will turn state evidence on Manafort. Manafort will then in turn make a deal and turn state's evidence on Donald, on Donald Trump. Now, I think that's all 
wishful thinking. First of all, the Manafort case in Gates goes back to about 2006 to 2008. This is the work they did in the Ukraine. It involves uh, running money through various uh, offshore entities. It involves the uh, whole structuring of the payments that may, in fact, have not been reported or may, in fact, have caused uh, income tax issues. But Manafort and Gates are not likely to have any information on Trump having so-called collusion with the Russians. It doesn't appear to be any. Uh, We're increasingly confident that the leaks that came out of the uh, Democratic National Party on the emails and Podesta's emails were uh, coming from Seth Rich and were not hacked by the Russians. Uh, I think these are critical issues that we need to, in fact, stress. And uh, they're critical issues that make Mueller's investigation the witch hunt that Donald Trump said it was. If they're now going to start going into uh, business dealings, and that's all they've got is going through prior business dealings uh, of the, you know, Donald Trump or his associates, uh, this is way afield of what Mueller's charge was. And um, John Podesta's brother, Tony Podesta, was also involved in this entire Ukrainian um, deal and also did not report the income properly as a foreign agent with Ukraine. Uh, Revolution Revisited, thank you. Uh, where is the where is the idea that Podesta is not under investigation by Mueller? Why are only uh, Manafort and Gates being charged on this Ukrainian situation? Uh, and I think the entire a case could be easily thrown out when we get into more detailed information and find out that McCabe was revising uh, Justice Department and FBI investigative reports that were being filed. I believe these 302s, they call them, uh, and the fact that the electronic surveillance that was done on the Trump campaign was based on the Fusion GPS um, uh, information, the dossier, which we now know had um, largely suspect, unchecked, unvalidated information behind it. And these, again, I think are going to be major issues. The point I want to make is that while the mainstream media is continually attacking President Trump every day and acting as if we're finding you know, real evidence that's going to lead to impeachment, the reality is we are not seeing this at all. Quite the contrary. What we're seeing uh, is that the evidence is building very quickly to indicate that it was really the Democrats who were involved in all kinds of collusion, fraud, um, improper activities, crimes, uh, which I think are ultimately going to lead to treason because you had here a plan to deny Donald Trump the 2016 election, and when he did win, to do everything possible to make sure that he was, you know, had the grounds were there for impeachment. Uh, that's clearly what we know now from the uh, Lisa Page and Peter Strozik text messages that they were readily exchanging. Now, all of this, to me, indicates that we're at a critical point where a Donald Trump counterattack is going to be about to start. Now, uh, I'm increasingly concerned about the security of uh, President Trump, and I saw today that there was someone 
stopped at the White House gate, a driver for one of the press, who had a weapon. Now, again, these are the kinds of things that um, are going to be really problematic. How can we have the, um, the security of the president assured when we have weapons being brought into the White House by a driver of the press? I mean, these are the kinds of things I think that are uh, you know, very frightening in terms of the deep state. The deep state is not going to be able to impeach Donald Trump as they planned if the evidence that Mueller is developing is really based on uh, extraneous issues. Uh, General Flynn lying to the uh, FBI, Manafort on business dealings in the Ukraine, um, 31, you know, 13, I'm sorry, 13 crazy Russians who were trying to post on social media, uh, which is, again, not connected at all with Donald Trump, no collusion with the campaign, no impact on the election. And what's being about to come public, and Q is telegraphing this, is that we're about to find out that we have um, massive Democratic Party voter fraud with illegal several million illegal immigrants allowed to vote and legally cast votes either not tabulated or tabulated in improperly. Now, if that's the real story here, if the real story is that we are uh, dealing with the um, deep corruption of the Democratic Party and that deep corruption reaches to the point of trying to get voter fraud to change the outcome of the election. This is going to be a, a massive uh, impact on the Democratic Party. Uh, and then it comes out as we have the rest of the information that the electronic surveillance of Donald Trump's campaign went all the way to the White House. That the information was being unmasked. The names were being identified of the U.S. citizens caught up in this NSA white electronic surveillance. Uh, Carter Page talking to Donald Trump's campaign staff put them under electronic surveillance, even though they were not initially targets. Uh, and that information was released to the press. You're going to have it all the way to President Trump involved in a massive conspiracy. He means to Obama. Deny Donald Trump the election, and afterwards to develop this Russian collusion theme, which clearly has no evidence to it at all as the basis for impeachment. Uh, the Democrats should be deeply embarrassed by this. The Democrats should be anticipating a uh, massive impact on the Democratic Party apparatus. There should be investigations uh, and indictments even through the state electoral uh, commissions uh, and Democrats at high levels within the DNC, if they were involved in planning this voter fraud, uh, are going to have serious consequences to pay. But if we have I mean, one of the startling conclusions is that Hillary lost a rigged election and that Donald Trump was right in October 2016 when he said Hillary should be in prison and she's running a rigged election, which was 
destined or trying to uh, overturn the ability of Donald Trump to win and then subsequently to get him impeached. Now, there are some drops that came from Q today, and I want to start focusing on covering them uh, because a few of them were pretty startling. I mean, I want to go right to the ones. There was this discussion from an anonymous who published about this um, global ambassador program for the little L-I-D-D-L-E foundation and its supporters, which happened to be groups like Melinda and uh, Bill Gates Foundation, Microsoft, Google, this company Epic, um, which does various nutrition products. And the, the key in this was that the Epic logo is one of these symbols that seems to appear frequently in the pedophilia symbology, this kind of secret wink-wink symbology that is key to pedophilia being recognized one another. Now, when you look and see that this, what, these founda- what this foundation is about, what uh, the entire um, the little, this program, which is the little foundation, the little kids, L-I-D-D-L-E-K-I-D-Z, uh, it's a, a group that is um, based on massaging babies and children, uh, and they're doing it for supposedly therapeutic purposes, for purposes that are um, designed for health. Uh, again, we did a lot of research on this, looking at the calm before the storm underscore stream at CBTS underscore stream trying to decode these recent posts. And what's um, clear is that uh, there's suspect activity here in relationship to the walnut sauce symbols that are here on the epic discernible. That's what the anonymous posted. The anonymous that Q responded to posted this um, this basically logo of the Little Kids Foundation and Epic, one of the sponsors. So this page is sponsored by Bill Gates, Google, Epic. But yet you've got the this walnut sauce sign. And the issue is, again, that the pedophilia at the heart of the corruption of the deep state is being referenced. And when you look at the literature, law firms and others who deal with childhood seduction into pedophilia, there's an entire cycle uh, where the uh, children are groomed into the pedophilia by adults either presenting them suggestive jokes, uh, touching the children, and of course not all the massages are uh, designed to be pedophilia, but of course in abuses of this, Touching the children for massage, if done inappropriately, could be an early stage of the grooming into the pedophilia. And um, she was answering the, the you know, Gannett, uh, which is tied into this walnut uh, sauce sign. The logo of Gannett is also a logo which um, could be looked at as 
bearing a similarity to Epic's logo. He says it's located in McLean, Virginia. Is it a coincidence? Uh, just the tip. And I, he's pointing to McLean, Virginia as a center that needs to be looked at for how all these groups, Gannett, uh, little kids. Uh, it was also interesting because Trump was posting little also simultaneously or virtually simultaneously with Q picking this up. And the little spelled L-I-D-D-L-E, which is little Adam Schiff, L-I-D-D-L-E, in Trump's postings, L-I-D-D-L-E, um, uh, Bob Clerker, who is uh, from Tennessee and one of the senators who has done the most to try to destroy Fannie and Freddie Mac, the two large giants that I think are largely responsible for middle-income housing in the country. Um, and um, I'm appreciating those who thank you again. This is for Louis Tijerina. Thank you very much for contribution. I appreciate it greatly. People are con contributing um, to him as he's doing you know, this the, uh, live stream. The th things that we're finding here, when we go into the pedophilia, and Q has warned us of this, and I want to warn everybody. Uh, first of all, we're not saying that little kids, the pedophilic, pedophilia organization, I'm not saying that at all. I am saying, however, that it's a group that if it's dealing with Massaging children needs to be looked at very carefully in terms of what that means and what practices are actually used. Uh, the grooming of future prey and pedophilia is one of the things that the media look like. Uh, yes, um, little Marco Rubio, but I think it was more L-I-T-T-L-E. Uh, thank you, Freedom. L-I-D-D-L-E. Um, when you go into the child pedophilia world, you realize that Alice Little, L-I-D-D-L-E, was the name of the child uh, to whom Lewis Carroll wrote the Alice in Wonderland. It was for Alice Little, L-I-D-D-L-E, uh, that Lewis Carroll composed and wrote, um, you know, the famous Alice in Wonderland story. Now, the other side of Ch uh, Lewis Carroll was that he befriended all of Alice's uh, sisters and, and friends, girlfriends, and photographed them, and also photographed some of them, it appears, naked. And the questions of Lewis Carroll's attachment to these kids today uh, would certainly bear consideration in terms of pedophilia. Now, I'm cautioning everybody on this because when we go down into some of these areas of corruption and some of the you know, issues here, it, these are very sensitive issues, and not everyone is going to be comfortable going into these whole issues looking at them. It was Alice Liddell, L-I-D-D-E-L-L, but the little L-I-D-D-E-L is clearly there, little, and it's basically... One of the um, references that it you know would be recognized in the child pedophilia world. Now, and little kids uh, does not necessarily mean it's a, it's a wink wink to pedophilia. I want to make that very clear. I'm not accusing little kids of being a pedophilia organization, uh, but I think it's it bears notice that Q 
is um, drawing attention to the anonymous post, and clearly the sign here of EPIC being bearing similarity to one of the signs that is used as a wink-wink in child pedophilia. And the many times that Q has told us, we're going to encounter massive pedophilia at the deep, dark heart of um, the globalists, the New World Order, of the deep state. Um, we've got to be able to go here. I'm just going to recommend that not everybody go there. Um, you know, the issues here with the child pedophilia uh, are not simply um, sexual issues. They're issues when you read and, you know, as I've commented on this, it's always uh, pretty disturbing when you see people post that they themselves have been exposed to um, child pedophilia or child abuse as children. Um, it involves also child violence. It involves uh, kidnapping of children. It involves um, child trafficking internationally, uh, the destruction of lives, the, um, the evil of perceiving or, or regarding children as objects of abuse, uh, not as, you know, living conscious souls that have a right to live and a right to be prospering, a right to a, a, a productive life. Uh, this kind of a, a cult child abuse um, is the issue that draws a lot of attention. And Tina Allen, the founder of this Little Kids, uh, was also being pointed out and discussed, and, and her books have all this reference in it to pizza and the other themes that appear to be themes that the pedophiles are using as a wink-wink. Uh, some of the last elements of this is it reaches beyond the sexual elements of pedophilia into the child abuse, the kidnapping, um, and these, again, I'm cautioning everybody, are the key elements of satanic worship, uh, human sacrifice. Uh, the, my issue is to encourage everybody that we've got to, rec you know, and I think this is where Q is after. We've, we're going to have to go through these deep, dark aspects of perverted criminal psychology but we're doing it in order to restore human dignity. Let's restore human dignity to children. Let's not have any children anywhere in the world be abused. Let's have uh, the the rights of children as would be recognized in our Bill of Rights, our founding principles, be universal. Uh, it deeply disturbs me to see the United Nations involved in various sex abuses uh, when the International Peace Forces uh, go overseas. I mean, Haiti was a classic example. The UN, which is supposed to be this great international protector of human rights, created their camp, created cholera. Uh, the, this uh, woman, Silsby, who was uh, trying to abduct some 30 children from Haiti, uh, believed to have been doing so for human trafficking, either sex or maybe even to harvest children's organs, uh, kill the children and sell their organs uh, on the black market. The Clintons intervened, so she got off with a minimum 
penalty that she didn't register where she was going properly, trying to take these children from the from Haiti into the Dominican Republic. Uh, these are issues, and the Clintons' corruption, not only the child abuse issues, but maybe as much as $2 billion that she was, you know, the Clinton Foundation stole, robbed uh, from Haiti. These are major issues. Uh, and when Q brings them up, it was brought up again in the post last night. I think it draws our attention back to these are issues that we're going to have to focus on. Um, basically, the last point I want to make on this is that Q's drawing our attention. These are not just individuals who are pedophiles that are abusing children, but it's the organizational structure, the international criminal organizational structure that abducts children, uh, that puts them, <clears throat> sells them onto the black market, um, makes them available for sex abuse or uh, organ trafficking, and does so <clears throat> in a truly international criminal fashion. Uh, this is the the massive kind of uh, evil criminality, organized crime, at one of the most perverse levels to think of taking a child and abusing a child uh, that may even be taken and stolen and kidnapped from parents or guardians from a loved home. Uh, the tragedy, and you know, those who have gone through it, and I'm sure that there are some listening and some who will be listening and some who are involved in this, for whom it brings up memories that they probably shouldn't have to revisit. Um, but I'm, I, I, we're going to have to go through these and, and deal with them, disgusting as they are, uh, because they're going to be part of the reality of what we're going to expose when we really get to the heart of this deep state cabal. Um, I, I think basically those of us who, you know, praying, believing in God, uh, pray that we can stop the child abuse and that we, uh, as a result of this great awakening that Q is trying to install, we can restore a respect for human dignity that is God-driven, biblically oriented, and reaches down into the youngest of children, into infants, uh, who uh, need the protection of adults whom, upon whom they're dependent. Uh, for their nurturing and for their raising. Uh, it's a deeply disturbing issue to me per personally to think about the tragedy that has been done. And I pray that we'll be able to use the investigations Q is leading us into to, rec to, to, re to rectify this problem. Uh, let's turn to some of the other um, recent posts. Uh, there was one here on <coughs> that followed uh, it occurred at about um, almost 9 o'clock uh, on last night, on Sunday night, where Q is saying, at Snowden, where are you? Not Russia. Eyes on. Um, Q has been suggesting that both Snowden and Assange are in movement. And he's been suggesting that both may have aspects in which they are white hats. Now, this is important because as white hats, the aspect of which they are white hats is the 
revealing of the extent to which the deep state, CIA, the NSA, uh, have developed an ability to virtually record every conversation in America, uh, certainly every telephonic or cell phone conversation, every uh, YouTube uh, video, every single thing said on the Internet, every single uh, email or text message. Um, you know, basically these are kinds of things that Snowden is going to be looked at as a white hat. Now, I know <clears throat> there's lots of aspects of Snowden in terms of his uh, having worked for the CIA, having been a contractor uh, for the CIA, really on a mission to destroy the NSA, uh, having been stolen this material and being called out as a traitor by our uh, intelligence organizations. So it's not a it's not a clear picture with Snowden. Snowden is a complex character, and his role is going to have to be examined very strongly. Um, it's going to have to be looked at very intensely because there's good and bad in what Snowden did. If he was red-pilled, if he did come to a change of heart when he was at the NSA, um, that may be an aspect we're going to have to take into consideration. Uh, because, again, when Q says, are you now a liability, or says you are now a liability, is that a liability to the CIA? Is there more on the deep state that Snowden could bring forward? And um, this post from Q goes into, you know, helping Jack, question mark, well, the Jack Dorsey and Twitter. I'm not sure how Snowden would be helping Jack at um at Twitter, um, usually Q is viewing all of these social media as suspect, uh, very much in league with the deep state. Uh, Project Dream, Deep Dream, is referred to next. And this is another project that develops out of the CIA, develops out of the UK Ultra. It's a use of neural networking to produce um, dreamlike realities, virtual realities. And um, it's been drawing out, and Google is associated with having developed the project. Uh, by the way, I want meant to mention that uh, key to all what the NSA does is that Eric Schmidt and Google provided this PRISM system in NSA, which is the massive data collection uh, on U.S. citizens with information from Google that allows the NSA to profile, figure out who these people are, who who are involved, you know, by personality, by profiling type, mentioning, you know, with the clicks of the Internet, all the ads, all the searches, all that data is used by Google to identify and profile who we are, micro-targeting. And um, Eric Schmidt also dedicated that material, wanted to be Hillary Clinton's chief outside advisor. That same Google data was given to Hillary Clinton for her get-out-the-vote effort. But yet, in the same post here, um, Q says, uh, ES, uh, Eric Schmidt failed. Where is Eric Schmidt? 
Well, it looks like Eric Schmidt has kind of disappeared after he resigned from Alphabet. Uh, he did that immediately when uh, Donald Trump signed on December 21st this executive order, which would allow Treasury to confiscate the assets of those involved in serious human rights abuse and corruption. Uh, and that executive order declared a national emergency was in effect. Uh, Eric Schmidt is evidently going to take a teaching position at MIT. And um, this, again, this whole Snowden-Eric Schmidt context, uh, I think we're going to find out pretty quickly whether, you know, if, if, if Snowden is at, at, uh, moving from Russia uh, and going to surface, I think we're going to find out much more quickly about how QAnon views him, white hat or black hat. This next question, John Perry Barlow, who was the, the founder of this Freedom Foundation that created SecureDrop. It was meant as a, uh, a capability within news organizations for whistleblowers to drop classified material without identifying themselves. Now, Q has said that John Barlow's recent heart attack was suspect as a murder, and the two of the developers were also likely murdered, which indicates, again, the consideration that You've got over here a, uh, a CIA compromising of John Barlow's attempt to facilitate whistleblowers. And, you know, when you go into the Snowden relationship, Snowden was on the board. I'm sorry, Snowden was on the board. I'm sorry, um, John Perry Barlow. Snowden was on the board. Um trying to develop this secure drop. And there's even controversy there because Snowden seemed to have blocked Assange's participation with Barlow. Uh, Barlow's clearly viewed as a white hat, creating this facility to drop classified information that was compromised by the CIA, created a backdoor into the secure drop. And Snowden plays a complex role with Barlow, having worked to help create the secure drop, but also not necessarily being very cooperative or favorable with Assange in the process. Uh, this is a very complex issue and Snowden on uh, how he fits in, but Eric Schmidt uh, is clearly going to be viewed as a black hat for the role he played both with the Clinton, Clinton campaign uh, and with the NSA on his data and uh, funded, if you'll recall, Eric Schmidt, uh, this crowdsource, who was the $100 million investment I think they put into crowdsource, that was the first group called in to examine the stealing of the Democratic National Committee and Podesta emails, and crowdsource said it was a Russian hack, um, which has been seriously called into question by you know, those who have looked at the nature of the theft. It appears to have been done too quickly to have been a hack, much more likely with a Seth Richard internal employee putting a, a USB drive or some drive in to download the data quickly from within, a leak from within. But the point is that, you know, Eric Schmidt is going to be considered here in this whole complex to be a black hat and suspect with Google 
And now with this earlier tie, we have Google um, supporting this little kids foundation, which uh, I was unaware of until the post on Sunday. And then, you know, very interestingly, Q ends this one by saying, is this, you know, defining the end? Are we, is this all now moving towards more of an end game? I think we're still in the middle game here where, where Trump is beginning his counterattack. And what you see is <clears throat> Q says the day of reckoning is upon us. And he quotes John three sixteen. Well, again, you know, you're, you're basically you're basically getting a um, a reference here to uh, having a, a call for God's intervention here to assist us uh, in in the um, uh, solving of these problems and the exposing of the deep state. Uh, Bella Malka, thank you very much, much appreciated, and Debro again also much appreciated. It really encourages me and assist in doing this research to see everyone contribute as much as you are. Uh, there's some very good comments over here in the um, live chat stream, and I want to focus on a few. One is um, the MK Ultra ties to all of the, you know, this whole thing with this um, deep dream. Um, we've been drawn by Q to look at the MK Ultra program. It was a CIA program that went back into the uh, 50s. And it was using LSD as a mind control. And the whole using of mind control you know, is a, a, a one of the dark aspects of the CIA investigations. It was like behind the Manchurian candidate, that you can trigger a Manchurian candidate uh, by drugs and this manipulation of the mind. Uh, Brad, thank you very much. And, and Tammy Carter, Gary Ride, um, is deeply appreciated. Uh, what Q is looking at, the entire name, there's several posts here. Uh, we go back to a post also that was on this um, Sunday, I believe, when um, QAnon went into Bill Cooper's work. Bill Cooper, in the 90s, was naval intelligence. He wrote a, a book called Behold a Pale Horse, which is particularly interesting. And I have a copy of the book. It's, it's sometimes hard to come by. But what what Cooper was exposing was the CIA's program, which they were uh, using to essentially, they. Uh, I'm trying to read the exact quote here, uh, they were using drugs and hypnosis on mental patients in a process called Orion. The CIA inculcated the desire in these people to fire on schoolyards and thus inflame the anti-gun lobby. This plan is well underway. It's writing this in 1991 and is so far working perfectly. The middle class is begging the government to do away with the Second Amendment. Now, as we go back to the comments that are being made over here in the live chat, uh, light switch, thank you very much. I'm uh, very appreciative of all. Um, L.J. Jackson, thank you. The Gorilla Bomb, thank you. Um, Amerdos de Silva, thank you. Um, 
light switch. Thank you. Um, the issue on the MK Ultra program, uh, I think, is so frightening, is that in some ways, um, uh, some way. Oh yes, by the way, if you're trying to find the Q posts, I they are listed. For those who are kind of, uh, it changes from time to time. But right now, there's a website which is QAnon Map. That's Q. A-N-O-N-M-A-P dot G-I-T-H-U-B GitHub dot I-O Let me review that again. It's Q-A-N-O-N-M-A-P dot G-I-T-H-U-B dot I-O Q-A-N-O-N-M-A-P dot GitHub dot I-O That's where you can find all of the Q posts. And it's going to be a good idea to continuously reference them and update them. Uh, Robert Shear, thank you. JFK Patriot, thank you. Uh, there's a lot QAnon has said about JFK lately. And uh, as a young man, I had an opportunity to be around John Kennedy. And uh, I was deeply affected by the assassination. I've written a book on the assassination. Uh, as I want to follow this through, the MK Ultra program has kind of gone mainstream. Look at the number of children were drugging in the schools with Ritalin and other other drugs. And by the way, yes, William Cooper was also very, very intense and on the JFK assassination. It's one of the first to raise questions, which today are still being uh, resolved. Um, the MK Ultra program, as it morphed, as we began to introduce drugs into the society. You know, now we've got the opiate issue. Um, it, it, we become a, a drug society, and the these disturbed adolescents who, in the schools, are being you know singled out as behavioral problems, like the shooter in Florida, and um, given these massive psychiatric drugs, psychoactive drugs by psychiatrists and psychologists, um, these are issues which I think cause these adolescents to have homicidal and suicidal thoughts. And basically, you know, we're producing what Cooper warned uh, was going to be the case uh, when we had this, the, the CIA's experiments with the fact that this could be a way to get gun control, have these kids commit murders in the schools. Uh, and, um, you know, basically we're going to have to really seriously consider that arming the schools in terms of getting guards at the doors. And by the way, I've been thinking hard that all the veterans we have back, uh, these are extremely well-trained. These are highly patriotic people. If we put the veterans, it create jobs and put them to work, pay them, to be the guards in schools at school door entrances, and then also to be monitors in our voting across the country. How could we go wrong getting the vote? You know, this would be, I think, a, a great way to um, get the veterans with productive activity that they could get into in a way where their patriotism to the United States could continue to be reflected. Tom Reed, thank you for your contribution from the UK. Much appreciated. 
And I wanted to comment before we leave Cooper. Um, I'm very pleased that President Trump is pressing to get the JFK materials released and to get them all released. And I think we're, this, I think, is one of the, the major positives that Trump has, you know, taken on, took great courage to stand up to the deep state. They have to get in there, deeply release these materials. And Elaine May, thank you. I hope also we get the UFO material. I hope that Donald Trump, and I know he's thinking about it, that that will be the next set of documents he goes after. Just to kind of wrap up what I was saying about the UK Ultra, the drugs, the schools, CIA. The entire mental health industry needs to be, again, also reformed in the sense that we're getting psychiatrists and psychologists too easily to write prescriptions. Take a drug, you know, zone out, don't be a problem. Uh, the, the kids who are in school, she won Okia, thank you very much. The kids who are in school who are getting this Ritalin and others are probably the kids, who, some of them the brightest. And what we're doing is we're, we're making them dumb down and compliant, sit in the seats, same way they did in 1820. Gerald Dreyer, thank you very much. Um, you know, we, we can't just write these prescriptions in the mental health industries when we, in fact, need to get more deeply into the issues and solve the problems. We don't need to be uh, thanking, thank you, Vicki and David Scott. I appreciate your following me for such a long time. That's very gratifying. Uh, you know, look, we've got to have a mental health industry that cares about people. The same way we've got to have a human rights in, uh, endeavor that cares about children. Um, you know, we've got beautiful children. We've got citizens here who could be the most talented in the world. And we need to find, instead of making them sit, drugging them to sit in the seats, we need to um, find ways to get environments where their talents are brought forth. Uh, we don't need a drugged society. Um, Tom Boy Susie, thank you very much. Much appreciated. Um, these are the things I think we've got to pray for. These are the things that... QAnon is calling us to in the greater awakening. It is not, you know, that we're running a war against Democrats or that, you know, um, when I when I grew up, my father was labor union. I was raised Democratic. Um, Mike Carparelli. Uh, I resonated with what Ronald Reagan said. The Democratic Party seemed to leave me. I it's now gone to be such an extreme, hard-left, you know, socialist or communist-oriented party. Um, I want to get back to us. I'm not promising utopias as the communists do that can never be fulfilled as an inducement to lead us into slavery. I want to unleash the potential of all human beings and to create an environment which our founding fathers created, in which we have rights, in which we can respect human beings, from the earliest ages, including, from my perspective, the unborn children, that we make these causes that are fundamental and core to our lives, 
This is what Q is about. This is what the Great Awakening is about. This is what I believe Donald Trump is all about, despite being vilified. You know, we people need to believe in themselves. Our founding fathers encouraged and believe in each other. Look to each other and ourselves as, you know, having all the God-given power to accomplish whatever we dream we can accomplish. The good we can create new people into the world and, and immigrants as long as they're legal uh, we've got to eliminate the criminal elements but finding finding this common base of morality and I, I'm very pleased to see QAnon uh, referencing uh, Jesus Christ it's very important to me personally okay I'm going to cut this off right now because folks are telling me that they don't have any sound and, of course, it's Blog Talk Radio, of course. Uh, if you are listening to this in the podcast and uh, you are hearing it, uh, then, um, you know, I apologize for cutting it short. You can find the rest of uh, Dr. Corsi's uh, dissertation on this over at um, YouTube under his name, Jer- Jerome Corsi. In the meantime, I'm going to end the show because evidently there's no point in continuing if everybody can't hear me. So, With that, we'll be back again tomorrow night, God willing, and the creek don't rise. And thank you all for being with me tonight. Good night, everybody. God bless you, and God bless America. And don't forget to say your prayers. Good night, everyone.